And now, Tim Dillon is going to hell! Welcome to Tim Dillon is going to hell, everybody. This is Tim Dillon. There will be no video for this episode because I am in New York City. This is the final episode from New York City. We are also changing the name of the show from Tim Dillon's going to hell to the Tim Dillon show. We had a little uh, contest for artists to submit uh, sketches of what they thought uh, the new show should, you know, what the, 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 the fucking Apple podcast art should be. And uh, very quickly, somebody accused me of taking advantage of artists because I said I would get them free tickets and I would pay them to like if we use your art free tickets to what to comedy shows. I said, listen, if it, it, send the art in, yeah. by the way, fully expecting we're using none of it. And guess what we're using? None of it. Right. And I fully expected that He's saying, hey, send the art in because here's the thing. With the way art works, it be, a lot of these people like, look at all the other things I've done. That doesn't matter. Right. Your portfolio doesn't matter. I can still bomb. If you go to, if you watch my special or you see me do something and you go, oh, that was funny. I liked him. And then you come see me and I bomb. I can still ruin your night right. by bomb. So if I think your other, your portfolio is great, it doesn't mean that you're going to do something that I like. Well, I mean, that is the only way you can go. I mean, no, a sketch. You have to submit a sketch of oh, one. Yeah, yeah. you got to give me an idea where you're going. Sure. So, and then if I was going to use the sketch, right. I will compensate you monetarily. Okay. But of so course, if, they, if they send anything in and you don't use it, you'll still give them tickets. No, oh. no. What kind of, what, it, what would it, no, Ocasio-Cortez. No, it, people are sending stick figures in of, of me going Epstein did 9-11, which I liked that one. Right. But no, you're not getting free tickets for sending it in. If I choose your art. Well, here's the thing. No, there is no thing, but go on. Well, I'm agreeing with you because yeah. you want to start calling your fan base now. Because you don't, you, what you Killing want them or calling them, uh, you know, give or, <laughs> give or take. Uh, my point is you want a loyal mercenary fan base. Eh? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, you want like a fucking a pest army, if you will. You want somebody you could get in like, you know, people who will be like in for the 10 year run. I want and you don't want people like, you know, oh, you're going to get me a ticket. Fuck that. You, you, they, they do it just to fucking talk to you. I want the FBI to know who we are. Right. You, you know what I mean? What's below? Like, what are the proud boys? Are they a terrorist? Are they considered a terrorist? Organization? I think they knocked them back down. Whatever below that is. Yeah, just yeah. right below that. Yeah. You want to be on the board going, who are these guys? <laughs> <laughs> we want to be on a cork board somewhere in Jersey and have some low level FBI agent go, let's keep tabs on them. Right. The YouTube views are growing. <laughs> um, no, but my whole thing was, listen, send in the shit. If you like it, we'll give you some money. We'll give you a few hundred bucks, 500 bucks, whatever, if we use it. Right. And then some lunatic Guy starts messaging me, goes, I've been ripped off by many podcasts. The Kumi has made thousands of dollars selling my shirts. I'm like, dude, stop giving them shirts. If you've been ripped off by even one podcast, it's right. probably your fault, but let alone multiple ones. So I'm like, dude, I'm not going to take the art. This art was for the Apple, for the Apple podcast shit, for right. the thumbnail, whatever it is. It was not to put on shirts and sell and never compensate the artist. But again, of course, we have to 
you well, know. If, it, if it's your, if it's your, uh, you know, your brand, your little icon. I mean, that's worth a, a few, a few bits. Yeah, you'd get a few bucks. Yeah. I would, I would absolutely pay for that. But the shirts I'm going to sell will have quotes. Oh right, that's the things I've said more so than like the, uh, you know, uh, whatever. I, I, I tried to sell. Uh, Ray Comp is with us, by the way. I didn't, I didn't introduce. Glad you. to be back. Ray they Comp. know who I am. <laughs> the new people. Uh, you yeah, know, the new hello. people. We've we've gone up, so a lot of people don't know who you are. Right. Uh, should but, I say hello to Mister? Oh, never mind. Um, to who? Who are you going to say hello to? You know, your your friend. Who's my friend, Mister? Uh, oh, know. Rogan. You want to? You want You think that that's how you're going to get on the show? I don't. Well, what am I going to do in the show? Talk about how I used to fucking. So put, you don't want to get on the show? I mean, I'll come on. <laughs> Because you you were very hostile for a minute. You're like, what am I going to do on the no, show? No, you're acting. You're, you're acting. I'm, what I'm, am I going to do? I'm acknowledging that you're, you're hanging out with a better class of people. Listen to me. What am I going to go? Fly to California, waste my goddamn time <laughs> sitting on that fucking show? This is ridiculous. Yeah, if Rogan wants to ask me about how I used to take people's skin and put it on my hands <laughs> to fingerprint the, the, the morgue, you know, like, I used to tell you I had to put their skin on my hand. Like, he loved that shit. Wouldn't it be hilarious if somehow you had the most controversial Rogan? <laughs> Like it wasn't Alex Jones. Right. Like YouTube <laughs> throws him off. Just gets rid of millions in ad rev because of you. Yeah. Because you're describing some crime you committed at the morgue. It wasn't a crime. This was this was a, a, a procedure. Yeah. This was the method I used. Yeah. Look, we were respectful to these bodies. We didn't fuck these bodies. Most people. <laughs> that sounded like something that Robert Mueller would say. <laughs> Most people don't know this, but Ray, who did the show for two and a half years with me, was a photographer at a Long Island morgue. Right. And 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 then moved into other uh activities at the your your job, the scope of your job was enlarged. Well look, I mean look that first of all, that was part of my job. The, Taking the, the, the photos. The skin thing on the hand. Because I also had to take fingerprints. That was my job. But yes, sometimes I would uh clean the bodies, move the bodies on and off the x-ray table. One time they let me cut open a rib cage with a bolt cutter. Um, and this I, is very, this is just fascinating. I would milk me. the intestines into now, a cup. Why would you milk the intestines? Have you ever milked intestines? No. See, I'm not it's, against it. I'm, I'm all for trying new experiences. I've never you know left the country. I didn't go into an airplane until I was 34. Right. But, you know, I did milk an intestine you into did, a deli cup. You did cut open a rib cage with bolt cutters, exactly. Which was not technically what you, the in the. You were not hired to do that. Right. No, look, I mean, you know, if you're if LeBron James is playing basketball, he's a power forward. He can't get a rebound. That I don't know if that is a fitting analogy. Maybe not. It's really <laughs> not the most fitting. Analogy. No, I, I play all positions. Is my but, point. But yeah, no. And I appreciate that. I would love I would love for you to go on Joe's show and then discuss your career. Sure. At the morgue, which is ended. Um tragically also the mosquito lab but yeah, yeah and then they moved to the mosquito lab yeah yeah interesting but my point you, when you talk about the dark side of long island right which to, uh, for us is the really only side i mean there's other yeah. sides to other you know um you know the seafood's good but the rest of it you've you've as somebody that worked at the morgue you just saw oh yeah the ms-13 body machetes you know the machetes oh, yeah. and the bodies the drunks the dead heroin kid, ODs. Dead kid and the fuck, the, guy fucked the death with a tree branch in the ass. Right. Uh, you know. Yeah, uh, the dead baby. Dead baby in the freezer in the garbage bag on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve. Yeah. Dead baby, baby 
in the freezer in a garbage bag on Christmas. He Eve. was frozen solid. We couldn't cut. We, they couldn't cut them open until Christmas. Yeah, they don't, overnight let them thaw out, and you had like to cut them open on Christmas. I didn't do that one. That was it's a, a real Johnny Cash. They, they, song. Would, they wouldn't let me, uh, you know, do extra stuff. You on really had to thaw baby out overnight on Christmas. Yeah. Really? I mean, I wasn't there with like with one of those fucking you know heat lamps, but you know, yeah, we left them in the in an area that wasn't refrigerated, and uh, yeah, the next day, I mean, I was working Christmas that year, so I'm gonna tell you. So I'm fucking, we come in, and uh, on Christmas Day, we fucking had to cut open the kid. So this is Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you know, this is why me and Ray initially became friends because right. I found these stories fascinating. Uh, you know, uh, the comedy industry did not. No. Networks did not. <laughs> like, as my stories, they did not really. They like the bagel guy. They love. Yeah. Well, you know. I've seen you do a lot worse than the bagel guy, but. <laughs> I mean, I thought he was tame. Yeah. I thought that bagel guy was pretty tame. He didn't threaten anyone's life. <laughs> Dude, I was. I told the story last week on this show. I was in a Taco Bell. A, a morbidly obese woman with purple hair. Right. Was screaming at the cashier going. I'm a vegan. I just ate sour cream. Don't you think that's a fucking problem? I asked if there was no sour cream in this, and I just ate sour cream. She goes, I've been a vegan for almost a year. And the, the, the lady can barely understand English yeah. to cashier. And then they, her kid's you know, in the cage somewhere. They, yeah, this fat lady with the purple hair looks at me. She goes, They don't care. This restaurant doesn't care. And I said, Here's the thing people don't realize about Long Island point the camera. Any in any direction, you get bagel guy. You'll oh, yeah. and more. Well, I've been in situations where, like, because old women will be as abusive as that guy. Yeah, I remember. I don't remember what you know. Ten years ago, probably, I was in a post office. I think in Hicksville, and this old woman was berating the fucking guy behind the counter because he didn't have the her package, and she was just being and she's being awful. So I took it upon myself. So shut up, you cunt! You get cancer. Get cancer! Like I started screaming. So you have situations <laughs> where like you have big people out outdoing each other in public spaces, like you know trying to one up me. Like the bagel guy, like should have had a counterpart, you know. I mean, the guy beat him up, so I guess that counts. But right. usually it doesn't get physical. I wish that had been a fat woman. Yeah. Like a fat female bus driver. Against just me? Would, no, against Bagel Guy. Right, yeah. Just went in there and laid him out. But I, I was I was in Long Island today. I went with Schenlinger. Mm -hmm. I go to his beach club. I go to the beach clubs once a year here to uh, re remember the days when I was a king. Right. Uh, when I was an overweight chain smoking pool lifeguard at a beach club in Long Island, uh, eating food like people, the people that recognize you from your lifeguard days, like the, not the really. No, you got no, because yeah. I'm in a, it's, he's a member of a different beach club. Oh, okay. They barely recognized me when I shot my fucking pilot. The comedy central probably won't pick up right. at the same beach club. Oh, that was your beach club. That was my beach club okay. that we shot the pilot. And they did recognize you a few people, okay. but the majority of them are gone. You know, people move, the kids get older. You've whatever. also put on a few pounds. I've put on a few pounds. <laughs> your skin doesn't look quite the same. No, I mean, I, I, you know, sadly it doesn't look that different. Oh, you had bad skin back then? No, but I mean, it wasn't great. Okay. Yeah. So we're at the beach club and, uh, you know, for people that haven't been to a beach club, you, you pay money, to, you get this little cabana. It's like eight grand for the year. Right. And you, you get access to a pool, which is whatever, mm -hmm. and a private beach and you can go in the water and whatever. One of the lifeguards jumped down. was like, I'm a fan. And I was like, thanks a lot, man, whatever. 
And then, uh, so I was really happy. It was a, it was a fun day. We're only there for a few hours. You know, I'm gawking at some 18 year old kids. Scott's like, this is embarrassing. Um, he's like, he's like, you're being very obvious. I was like, well, this is why they work out. Is it not why they work out? Right. Right. So you can't control if you want to be hot. Right. Here's the thing, folks. Well, were you, were you, was your hand in your pants? I was in the pool. So here's the thing, folks. Yeah, but you can still see the forearms kind of floating towards your fat gut. And it's like, yeah, he seems like he might be touching himself. They know. <laughs> I was adjusting my gut. Sure. Getting ready. <laughs> I was getting ready to go for it. But I didn't. And here's the thing. I know this may be unpopular in a Me Too world. Right. But if you lead with hot, if you're fucking hot, and this kid was in his college, whatever. Sure, sure. But like, you can't control. Yeah, a lot of hot girls will like you. But yeah. guess who's also going to be attracted to you? Oh, yeah. Me. No, sure. Sorry. And also, you know, like, why, why, why don't fat women swoon over men like that? I don't know. Yeah, because like, would you say that most gay guys who have a similar demeanor to you yeah. are as open about, you know, not that you're like a, you know, a predator. But, I'm not you know, a predator, but I can go undercover and be pretend to be straight. You could, yeah. And be like, hey, let's be bros. Let's hang out. Ooh, this sounds menacing. Well, <laughs> well, let's be friends. Right. You know, let's start an organic friendship because you're a young man. I'm sure. an older man and I know the a little bit about the world. Not a lot. I mean, right. I don't have credit, but <laughs> you have credit than you do. <laughs> I don't have a lot to share, but that's the thing. It's like this kid gave me kind of a weird look because I was staring at him. It's like, dude. Don't you get that's what this is? Did you have sunglasses on? Were you being kind of looking no. for No, so you, you were just without no, like no glasses on, no, nothing. You weren't even playing it cool. You were just gawking, gawking. at a guy. Yeah, I mean, no one was. Staring wants... right at his kidney. Ooh. Like, oh, so wait, wait, from the back? No. Is a kidney in the back? I thought it was yeah, in the front. Right here. The, oh, well, yeah. then he turned around. I was looking at his kid, but I mean, okay. I was staring at him. Oh, you said where his dick V would be. He was an attractive gentleman. Yeah. He was a lifeguard, and I was looking at him. And I know I don't do that yeah. with women. I don't just can you stare stop? I'm just no. I don't want to mean in, in some kind of progressive. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to white knight my way into a fucking you know TV show. I'm saying. Well, that's. <laughs> by the way, if you white knight your way into a TV <laughs> show, I will be nothing but impressed. Your know, rape is a, a disgusting thing. Um, come, I have a new show about my my psoriasis. Listen. This fall, <laughs> Tuesdays at 10, <laughs> I've white knighted myself into this. It is a safe space. Uh, Have no. you ever caught yourself looking at a lovely lady? Of course, but you like, you, you, you treat it like the sun. You don't just like stare at it for fucking like minutes on end. I was getting a little, I was too much looking. Yeah. Too much looking. Right. And I realized that. Yeah. I realized that. Um, but this is the way it is. So if you're a hot guy out there, you deserve it. All these hot guys think, oh, women get gawked at all the fucking time. Oh, right. you can't get gawked at. Yeah. Maybe somebody can't well, grab that, your that, dick. That's the thing. Maybe, maybe maybe you're balancing the scales. I am. You're doing more than any of these Me Too people. Probably. I like the way you're going. Yeah. I like this the is, turn this made. Turn around is fair game. That's, I like this turn. Yeah. I think I'm doing my part because I think men need to know what it feels like to be ogled. Right. By an ogre. Yeah. And they're not. Yeah, because it wouldn't be ogling otherwise. It would just, well, be, all these it would just jokes, be mutually attractive people All these who might jokes fuck. that these fucking young kids do, they get on stage like, you know, when gay guys hit on you, it's cool and you're always like, you're always like, uh, like you're always like, no matter what, you're always like, 
you know, I, I hope the guy likes me. Like, you know, it's all these, you know, they, they, it's this, it's this breed of humor now where a good looking guy will get up on stage and talk about how, how gay guys are very direct, but women right. are not. And it's a lot of people have the similar type of joke. Gay guys are direct. That's not, is that, you don't think that's true, do you? Well, yeah. Maybe sexually direct. Well, that's what I mean. Okay. Like if you're in a bar and a gay guy wants to fuck you, they'll go up to you and be like, hey, buddy. Right. Whereas a woman, it's, a, it's a more of a dance. Yeah. So there's this kind of comedy, but it always assumes usually that the gay guy is a certain type of gay guy or whatever, right. you know, maybe has a little money and shape guy. What about me? You got a little peg leg. What about me? You got, fucking some, you got some, taco, some bean burrito stain on your face. Yeah, if pants. I go up to you and I'm like, hey, boys. You smell like nachos and halitosis. What is halitosis? Is your breath, your, your shitty breath. Oh, I know what that is. It's like, it's like a, a habitual bad breath. Yeah, interesting. I think I, I don't... I, I, I'm just I, saying you're not perfumed. You're not, you're not perfumed homosexual man. I, right. Well, I'm not. I, I, I'm not a perfect person. Not feel, I, you don't smell like fucking dog. No, I smell good. But smell. I think that I think people should. I, I think. Uh, well, number one, traditional masculinity is under attack. Sure. Under attack in this country. I mean, look, which yeah, is why a man I, like I, yourself or yeah. a man like myself yeah. is not respected. But these Zac Efron bitches are. Uh. You know these pretty boys. I feel like uh, in the 1970s, Brian Dennehy was a man that got pussies wet. Right. Do you understand Brian, what I mean? Was Brian Dennehy a sex symbol? I believe to an extent. I mean, you know, okay. in my conception of history, he was because <laughs> I was around Irish women. Yeah. Okay. He, he they was, get uh, was they, when did he started. Was it, was he an actor before he was 50? I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> Is he dead now? I don't know. Anyway, uh, no. Look, I, I feel like I'm actually in my in, in the golden age for Ray Kump. Yeah, because it's like I'm not some kind of alpha Italian. Like, hold hey. on, I'm gonna. I got. I got a non dairy Hagen Dazs chocolate. I just got to put it in the freezer. Keep going. Okay. With yeah, this. I'm not one of these guys who's like you know Italian. I'm not just really disparaging the Italians, but they're more outgoing with their uh, you know their masculinity and their fucking you know they they, they put on the fucking brute. Whatever, whatever Italian guys wear is cologne and they go out to the club. I'm not that kind of masculine. I'm just kind of dirty and I wear the same shirt every day and I have psoriasis on my leg and people, at least in Brooklyn, are so now unused to seeing anyone who isn't kind of, I don't know what you call it, not, you know, not traditionally mad, that like they kind of seem to gravitate towards me. That like, You know, I feel like there's a certain... Uh, Credence they give me that maybe I don't even, you know I don't even have to demonstrate my bona fides. Well, yeah, you're you're a you are a hearkening of the apocalypse. But they they find it refreshing, is my point. And they, and as they should. Yeah. People that are still trying to like, I I've said this many times. When 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 I meet somebody, and they are optimistic about the future. Right. I think they're mentally ill. Doesn't make any sense. They're mentally. I'm like, I don't know what set of statistics, beliefs. I mean, I'm lost. And that doesn't mean that you have to be a, a Debbie Downer. I'm a happy guy. You're a happy guy. I'm enjoying. We're my having life. fun. I'm making synthesizer music now. Where you're doing electronic music. Yeah. It's and, and it's no one asked for that, and you've put it out <laughs> right into the world. Right. But to me. Some of our cynicism is reflected in, in 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 the way that we present. Sure, I mean, look, no one is like inviting us into like the fucking you know the eight way fuck 
thing going on in the Hamptons. You yeah, know, no, we have no. to work our way to sex. We have to, you, know, you have to we, earn we, it. Have a personality. And you got to earn it. I'm not just. Sh- I'm, if I take my pants down, it's uh, it's hairy and it's fucking. Yes. You know, there's no dick V. I got right. fucking. I can fuck. Yeah. yeah, I know how to fuck. Right, I got a, nice, a decent dick. I feel like dick. you've given this speech to a judge. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm gonna be very honest. I can fuck. <laughs> I got a decent dick. I don't got a dick for you. I got a dick. <laughs> um, so I'm at. So we leave the beach club. We go to a restaurant. We go to Steakhouse. One of my favorite steakhouses. Probably my favorite steakhouse on Long Island. Jimmy Hayes. Oh, it's great. We went there once. Yeah. In Island Park, and we go there, and uh, everything about Jimmy Hayes is great. It, 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 it just feels racist, you know, like, and that's <laughs> yeah. what a steakhouse should feel like. So right. don't fucking start with me. The pictures are. Uh, well, it also sounds racist. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you listen to the conversations. <laughs> the pictures are on the wall are all golfers. They got great food. Yeah. And I'm sitting there. We have a great dinner. And Scott's got two little kids there, and they're like three or whatever. And they're, they're holding it together for most of the meal. And then around dessert, they start to scream and I'm like, let's get out of here. We can't have dessert. Now, Scott's, of course, upset because he wants every free thing he can get. Right. He wants every course. Yeah. He's like, I don't think they're that bad. I'm like, let people <laughs> sp- spend a lot of money here to not hear kids screaming. Let's fucking get out of here. We'll get him an Italian ice or whatever. Right. So then Scott does this, which is like, I. there's three. You know, we get a Chateaubriand for two, which is like a porterhouse, but it's the filet cut, right, yeah. whatever. There's three little bits of meat left. And I go. The guy goes, you want to take it home? I go, no. Scott's like, you should take it home. I go, no. He goes, take it home. You know you know how you like steak and eggs? You can make steak and eggs the next morning. I go, hey, fuckhead. I'm not walking around with three things of meat yeah. in a bag. It's like little pieces. Yeah, little pieces. I'm like, but so we're in a car and he like doesn't let it go. Yeah. He's like, I can't believe you didn't take the steak home. And I'm like, dude. I, and he got mad at me because I said to him, I'm like, dude, you have like a weird poverty mentality where you're like panicked that there won't be more steak. Like there's going to be more food. You don't have to you don't have to hold on to the little morsels you have like it's the Oregon Trail. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a poverty mentality because I know the guy. He's a nice yeah. guy. I like the guy. No, I but, like him too. He's got like a low-level grifter thing going on. And well, that's part of it is that, I guess. But like to me, my whole thing is like, I was never a fan of the to-go. No. To-go is... It looks, n- it looks trashy. It looks... Not only is it trashy, it's never good. Here's the thing. You bring it home to your like... If you got kids who are like 13... Yeah, it's a nice thing when my parents were bringing something home. It was nice. I still think they look like trash bags. Yeah. earlier in the evening, yes. bringing it out. But you know. yeah, and you know what would be nice? How about cooking those kids dinner <laughs> instead of bringing them home something? But like right. to me, the doggy bag concept—it says exactly what it is. Right. You're a dog. No, it's you're just, a dog. This is important to us. Yeah, <laughs> this was a big night. Yes. I don't want any of this. Have you ever seen in a restaurant someone take like literally a tablespoonful of mac and cheese yeah. and put it like a coffee cup with a little lid over it? It makes me I want to go insane. I remember the first I think one of the first times you took me to Wolinski's. Yeah. And I it was amazing. It was a, you know, it was a great meal. Yeah. Fantastic. And I remember I looked around and go, you know what's weird is that for a lot of these people, this is just like the diner. Right. And like there's nothing spe- this is just what they eat. Like every other day. Right. And that's where we, we should be. We, that's what you should yeah. aspire to. Well, my, Not being like, 
This was a lot. We saved up. We scraped the yeah. skin for this. Yeah. We say a whole year. Right. We put away pennies. Right. We took a jar of change down. We took, we turned in a bunch of cans <laughs> and we, and this guy's got money. He's in a house, got right. a brand new car. Enough. I'm not shitting on poor people. I've been in shitty spots where I ate, I ate a wooden bowl of baked beans and sauerkraut. Oh, sure. When I was living in Manhattan in that fucking tenement and shit. Right. And I will probably again. You mean but, when, when you were pretending to be a victim of Sandy? Yes. <laughs> I was. I was. A vi- the wounds were psychological. <laughs> I got 11 hunch from FEMA. Nice. And all I lost was a gin blossom CD <laughs> that I used to fucking do lines off of. But. You remember that when I tried to I tried to claim to be a victim of Sandy. Oh yeah, but you're watching Breaking Bad the whole time. Great. <laughs> I was living in a five story walk up. I was living with crazy comedians. Five story walk up. I'm on the fifth floor. I got a door. I got no door. I got a curtain leads into my room. We had bed bugs like twice, three times in a year. There was a rat in the lobby. The shower was in the kitchen of the building. But I loved it because I was like, I was 25. I was like doing stand up. I'm like, this is my dream. I love it. I mean, on the roof, smoking cigarettes. It was all cool. Right. And then Sandy happened. And like, you know, everybody I know, all of my friends in Long Island are like <laughs> huddled in their driveway with guns. People are trying to rob their houses. I had no power for a week. You had no power for a week. Everybody's fucked. I'm watching Breaking Bad. Yeah. Kind of mad that the frozen yogurt place didn't switch the flavors. Uh, yeah. I was like, we're not going to. We're not going to rotate. There's nothing right. new. But my part of New York City, Hell's Kitchen, 45th between 8th and 9th Avenue, did not lose any fucking power. Right. But then I found out that FEMA was giving out a little cash. <laughs> FEMA was giving out cash. Well, so, that's why it's smart that you never, you know, you don't, you never officially change residences. Correct. But I tried to sing the song <laughs> and they're like, listen, we usually give people 35 hunch. We're going to give you 11 hunch. Oh, they, they, they smelled it on you. They smelled a little fraud right. on me. But they were kind of, it was kind of like Christmas on Long Island. It was like everyone was like, you know, there was a, I, I worked, I, yeah. I, I, I profited off because I remember I was at the morgue and the county was trying to do a scam with FEMA. Here's, here's what happened. <laughs> this is fascinating. I don't know. I have to say allegedly, I guess, because this yeah. is just a speculation we did. But basically they set up um, these different locations, mostly in schools or in town halls, these FEMA, uh, I don't know, like what do you call them? They're these these centers, like these these tri- yeah. emergency centers. It were basically just information. You'd have like a, you know official insurance guys from the state who'd come help you out, tell you how to fucking file your claims and shit. Now, I, the morgue was part of the health department, and they wanted like basically everyone was allowed to go and work this thing. And the health department had like their flyers with like you know don't get fucking black mold or whatever. And there was no cap. And we were making like, tr- like huge overtime. So I would go after work and get like eight hours of, of fucking uh, like go there for eight hours. Just basically, I mean, I would hand out flowers if people came by, but no one really came by much. And the other thing, they, why were they doing it? Because the fucking county, we believe, was trying to like profit because the state was going to reimburse them, but for more money. This is, how, this is Long Island. They're trying to like do like pay us for like charity or whatever or volunteer work so they can like, get reimbursed for more from the state and it backfired and they lost all their money. What people don't understand is if America is, 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 is largely not all, but largely uh, a group of incredibly selfish, dishonest people, right? Let's just say that's a lot of us. Yeah. Okay. I, and you know, uh, when thing, if if that's the case, Long Island is a concentration of that, right? In a way that's hard to believe unless you've spent any significant amount of time there. Um, when Sandy happened, 
people automatically thought about how it could be used for their benefit. Right. Okay. Now, some people were genuinely hurt and their lives were destroyed. Right. But then there were many people, uh, a lot of people, yeah. who used that for the next seven years as an excuse. Well, look, these people, and you, you're one of the pointing this out. Yeah. These people live their lives waiting for their parents to die. Yeah. They're grown people. They have their own house. But their retirement plan is their dead mother. And, and, like, right. and, 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 the and they have their own house because they took equity out of their mother's house right. for a down payment. Exactly. Yeah. No. I, and so that does something to you. That, that then forms the way you live. It's an entitlement that's become so deeply ingrained in them. It's cultural. Right. Long Island, it's a cultural entitlement in Long Island where people feel entitled to a house. Right. That doesn't exist. Any, you go anywhere. These fuckers feel entitled to a house. And by the way, these aren't like the like this isn't like the Kennedys where it's like a level of privilege backed with education and to a degree service right. or even let let's say let's be cynical and say the service is only to dominate others. It's still part of the plan. Yeah, this is I feel entitled to a house simply because I was shit out right. in Mercy Hospital or Nassau County Medical Center or LIJ. I like I have no education. I have no marketable skills. I'm a medical biller. I'm, I, I work at a, uh, you know, I wear a doctor's outfit, but I'm not a doctor. I'm a fucking receptionist at a massage parlor. Right. I worked retail jobs where like the, the assistant, like the manager, but you know, they got me 50 grand a year probably. Yeah. But like be, taking shit from the boss and the boss is a millionaire, taking shit from the boss all the time. He goes, oh, fuck him. When my dad dies in like 30 years, I'm going to have a million dollars. And like he meant it. It wasn't like, it's, it's like this is how these people cope with doing nothing. People openly discuss this. Yeah. This isn't a hidden thing that they're waiting for their parents to die. Right. This isn't like swept under the rug. It's right out in front. Yeah. It's a big thing. When I do jokes about it, people laugh. Yeah. They get it because, it, you know, people are, some people are more open with it than others. Right. But it, it's not hidden. Right. It's not hidden. Um, and I would just, you know, I sit there with Scott. I picked up the tab. It was expensive. I had no problem with it. We had a good thing. And then it just, he said to me, we got in an argument on the way home. So I'm like, dude, it's this mentality, this grimy, you're clinging, like there'll be more food. Right. It's going to be okay. You're not in a situation where you need every, no one is on <laughs> Long Island. Nobody walking out with leftovers from Texas Roadhouse <laughs> needs them. These are not people that aren't going to find, there's going to be more mac and cheese next week. Don't worry, folks, you know, um, but I, I'm leaving New York. I thought I was going to hold on to my apartment. I'm not holding on to my apartment. Describe what you're looking at. You've been here. Bunch. Yeah, I've been here before. I, look, it, it looks like you're uh, basically you're, you're there's like 25th hour and you're, and you're going to the penitentiary tomorrow and you're just kind of settling your affairs and, and like. Or like, or, or you know, I, this actually looks like the the place where Brooks hung, hung himself in Shawshank. It does that that kind of place. It's like I don't know the radiators from the is from the before the depression. Um, the doors are like school doors. Yeah, They're weird school doors that have like glass in their wood and glass, but it's a type of glass where you can't really see in. No, yeah, it, 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 this, they look like they were broken down. <laughs> When he's like a Japanese family lived here during the war, World War Two, and, and, and I moved friends. to L.A. already, but I thought I was just going to keep this apartment because I was going to come back to New York a lot. And then I just made the decision. I'm kind of done. Yeah, you look, you like 
you 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 value uh maybe to a fault even yeah a lack of hassle right like this place is kind of a lack of but it, it, it's uh, for many reasons a depressing place to have to lay your head but what back. happens to me is a lack of hassle becomes hassle right that's a lot well, of look that is part of the game okay like you know the how many friendships do yeah. i have that you've rightly pointed out right i get something out of it yeah but the the insanity that comes with it right is so far outweighs and then i realized i had this epiphany i'm like oh i'm not even like a smart player i just i'm addicted to insanity well here's the thing i you, just kind of like crazy yeah because you like the people you uh i don't think you say his name on the air but like you know the, your friend from the the mortgage place or whatever. Howie? Yeah, Howie, yeah. yeah. Like, you, you, like you look up to these, or not look up, but you know what I mean? Right. You, you value these people. But these, like you actually have, you're intelligent, you have talent, and you're succeeding at something. Yeah. These people who keep all these balls in the air, it's because they're living in like the, the day-to-day hustle, and that's all they have. Right. And that's like, that's like there's, there's certain things to admire there. But like, Why if you do actually, I like them? Because you have a, like a, a romantic view of like, you know, uh, the, like the Kensian street urchins and fucking, yes. you know, and, and like, you know, pr- the Confederacy of Dunces. And you view like you, you, you like low level hustlers. Right. Uh, but, you know, like you, you also weren't hanging around St. Mark's getting stabbed all the time by him. Uh, no. I feel like, yeah, you grew up, you, you want the old New York and you, and you like what they represent because the alternative is disgusting also. <laughs> right. I mean, it really is gross. If nothing else, they help clean out some of the, uh, you know, these gentrifying idiot. I mean, I'm gentrifying too, I guess, to an extent. But whatever. Point is You're not gentrifying, you're degentrifying. Anyone who sees you, the, the, the prices go down. That's a good point. I shouldn't feel bad. You did not feel I'm, help, I'm counteracting. Absolutely. I like myself. Um no, but that that's the problem. And you and you're not they're not these like, you know, th- these guys aren't written by Gilbert and Sullivan. There's something there's, about there's, there's, they're actually bo- like stupid low level people are boring. The hustle is actually kind of boring. Well in real life. I've started to realize that. I was talking to a friend of mine recently, I won't say their name. And I was talking to her and I realized I was going, you know what? For for all of the madness that these people bring into my life, that a lot of it is very funny. Right. A lot of it is very, it's never boring. It's very funny. But here's the thing. And you just kind of hit the nail on the head. It does start to get boring. Right. It actually does start to, because you realize these people never evolve in any way. And a, a lot of them are just deeply selfish people right. who are afraid to grow and evolve. So what they do is they have these crazy lives and they, have the, and they, and they populate their lives with crazy characters. But at the end of the day, it's just a fucking excuse to never account for their own behavior. That's what it is. Yeah. That's really what it is. Oh, right. Yeah. No, it's like, I mean, you've seen it. Like, these are the same people you probably hung out with who were, you know, whose kids were, you know, on Easter Sunday fucking, you know. It's a joke I have in my act right, now yeah. where I go to a bar on Easter Sunday and, you know, well, I don't want to give my joke away, but whatever. Right. I mean, it's all over social Point media. is, you know, while, while the, you know, the mom's in the bar getting drunk. You right. Know, point is, like, it all seems fun in a joke. Right. But, like, when you actually know that person, it's just kind of sad and also like yeah you never it's like when are you gonna get your act together that's, that's the feel that feeling right. of like how many times can you tell someone like, there's something i liked about the freedom though i will be on and i still like about people that resist convention and there was something about a lot of the people that i knew in that period and a right. lot of them were drunks and yeah. a lot of them were not but 
there, you know, you, you look at some of the people that I'm around now in the entertainment business and like the cognitive dissonance some of them have oh, where sure. they like, they're the good guys, you know, right. they're really, they're the revolution, they're the resistance. And, you know, and then you look at their lives and you go, oh, you're, 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 you're doing the exact same things as all the people that you hate. Right. Really? I mean, literally. The, I think the moral this, of the story is there's no one to look up to there's, except right. Robert Mueller. Yeah. For his that's Vietnam it. service. <laughs> I mean, they, they, every senator. I don't know if you watched any of this fucking hearing. But no, like, what was that like? Every, con- I mean, he, it was just. It's not what he said he was going to. He was going. I'm, I'm, you know, I can't answer that. I want to elaborate. Read the report. Yeah. How'd you bring me here? Right. But also, everyone, every fucking congressman was like, "Thank you for serving in Vietnam." Would you know he just fucking like you? Know, he torched some village and like fucking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They. Aren't these the people that were rightly against Vietnam? Right. <laughs> Aren't these the people that didn't want Vietnam? Right. He actually, I was reading about this. Uh, Mr. Mueller, uh, you know, in 20 years, it'll be like, uh, thank you for your service at Guantanamo Bay. Uh, now tell us about. He was, I was reading to say, he was in the Marine Corps in Vietnam, did it for a year, told his wife, I'm thinking about staying, doing the whole, this forever. And she's like, what? And then they transferred him to like a desk job. And he like quit. He, his quote was, I didn't relish the Marine Corps absent combat this guy just liked killing fucking peasants god i didn't i didn't relish the marine corps absent my boot on somebody's neck (laughs) nice i mean you know what did you say about the 9-11 thing that was fun bring that up well he look he he took the job of fbi director the week before 9-11 and he retired uh, a few months after the Boston bombing, so his book his career is nicely bookended. Um, and you know, I, I, look, I don't know if the FBI really uh, did anything that wrong in the ensuing years. I mean, you know, were they involved in renditions and secret tours? I mean, I, I, who knows? I, I think I would always. Of course they were. My default is of course they were. You know? Of course they were. Right. I mean, like that's the thing. Look, he seems to have done a relatively professional job, but you're losing sight of the fact he ran the FBI for 10 years. Yeah, he's one, one of the, the most corrupt organizations I've ever seen in well, my life. What, what we're living in upside down, topsy-turvy world where we have Bush torture era apologists on MSNBC right. and we have, you know, Ann Coulter on, uh, you know, uh, like siding with Infowars. <laughs> now, so it's like, it, it's really, it, nothing means anything. Right. Nobody has any values. Nobody cares right. about, you know, what their entire worldview was six months ago. You know, right. it, it's a constantly churning. And the thing with the Mueller investigation to me is it, it, we're no longer watching the movie. Like for lack of a better way to like explain things, right. that movie's over. Yeah. And we're not watching anymore. True. I, Twitter's watching it. Right. Uh, 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 you know, the blue check marks, they're, they're still heavily invested in it. The idea that you could maybe get Trump on obstruction when the sole central case that you cannot prove that him or his team conspired directly with them. It's not proven. Well, I think here's the thing, and this is usually contentious. He wouldn't answer it. And, like, yeah. and he's I think he's preserved trying to preserve the evidence for after Trump leaves office when they can actually charge him because he's very much seems to be of the opinion that Trump will not leave. Office. I, he's going to die in office and then Ivanka will take over and we're talking maybe 2030. That sounds fun. <laughs> but seriously, like he's fucking because he's uh He's, I think he's, he, there's that whole Justice Department thing where you can't charge a sitting president or indict a sitting president. 
And so he's kind of sticking to that. So I don't think he's saying that you couldn't get him on obstruction. I think he's just saying, I'm not allowed to get him on obstruction. But after we do, but, but he's not trying. He's trying not to fuck the evidence. I guess this is a big deal if you weren't really. But you lost. Here's the thing. Yeah. I believe he did a lot of stuff wrong. Yes. I believe. I don't know if he concluded on purpose, but the way he... If you didn't think Trump was a criminal, right. I guess this is good for you. Right. The way he acted after the fact, I mean, clearly on the surface, it, if it's not obstruction of justice, it might as well be. It's, it's not becoming of, of anything to do with the Republic. That being said, politically speaking, you're lost, and now you're just... The people, no, these Democrats have no sense of how they're appearing to the other side. That's what bugs me. Well, like, it... it, 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 it it's also the idea that like there are there are issues to run on. Yeah, there are issues to sure. run on. You have a guy that has not really fulfilled any of his campaign promises. You have a broken health care system. Do you think that Kamala Harris should say, I'm going to really fucking build this wall? Well, I'm, I'm going to fucking build an even bigger. Wall. I think if Democrats continue to run on that open borders and that there is uh, that they're going to provide health care for anybody who comes to the country illegally. Right. And that every every that all uh, that any kind of migration is asylum seeking, which yeah. is just is not the case. And if the standard for asylum seeking is that you're coming from a violent place, that's everywhere in the world. That's so many places. Sure. That's literally billions. Uh, to, of to be fair. Yeah. Uh, we like these places are kind of fucked up and a lot, not every case necessarily, but a lot of cases because of, uh, you know, I a hundred percent We're over there. Fucking, you oh, know, listen, I am fucking. with you a hundred percent. Right. And if somebody would like to tell me how sure. to unwind the military industrial complex, right. I will, I mean, within reason, sure. I would let, listen, Tulsi has some good ideas. I think maybe, I'll support Bernie because he's the only one that's not on a conga line with Jeffrey Epstein. That's nice. Are, they, are the rest of them supporting him? No, I mean, Trump, Clinton, they've all oh, been right. at Epstein's oh, yeah, party. There's something nice about one guy that's not. Do you think it's kind of like when a drug uh, kingpin goes away and his turf is up for grabs? Like when with Epstein, like the other elite pedophiles are like vying for his kids? Well, well, his kids are adults now. But no, he's been fucking. He was fucking them this year. Even. Oh, that's true. He's, he, no, these, these people. In I was the, about to say his kids have one woman shows that are being positively kids, reviewed. Oh, no, no, I mean the fucked. Epstein kids are there. Right. Um, I don't know how Epstein goes down. I do think that it has a potential to be a big scandal. I do think you're going to see a lot of bald face names. Okay. I do think what will happen, unfortunately, is you're going to see so many bald face names. People are going to. It's going to have the opposite effect where people are going to be like, they all can't be doing this. Right. And yes, they can. But I think that is going to make people go, you know what? I'm sure some of them were. Some of them weren't. Like, there's this great thing that the media is doing already where they're focusing on Trump and Clinton, right? right. Epstein, Trump, and Clinton. Which we were on two years ago. Everybody was on it. Yeah. Mullen and come to everybody yeah. was. And by doing that, people are at home being like, well, it's a wash. Right. Trump, Clinton. And it's like, <laughs> no, not only is it not a wash. It has nothing to do like Bill Maher. We talked about that years ago about something else. He goes like the Republicans are really good at like, it's a wash right. where it's like, you know, they do the swift boat veterans and then they're like, it's a wash. <laughs> yeah, whatever. And it's like, no, it's not a wash. One guy didn't show up for the service. Right. One guy went served and a bunch of fake swift boat. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even real. Dude, that's the, it's evil, but it's the greatest move ever. It's <laughs> one of the greatest political stunts of all time. You got swift boated. The Swift Boat Veterans for Swift Truth. Swift Boat Veterans for Truth. And it's, 
And people are like, why don't you respect this country? Why don't you? Why aren't you hopeful for the future of this country? I mean, guys, the Swift. Think of the name, the Swift Boat Veterans for (laughs) (laughs) Explain this briefly, right? All right. So basically, John Kerry. This is like this is the uh, what the O four election yeah. after the Iraq War started. Two guys both in skull and bones. Yeah, George well, W. Yeah. Bush started the Iraq War. Everyone's mad at him. Right, and Kerry's going to run, and the, the Democrats are all afraid because you know no one's got a war record, and they're all going to say you're soft on defense because nine eleven's still a thing. Right, so Kerry's like, hey, fuck you! I was in Vietnam. That was this whole thing. Like, I served in Vietnam. I was a commander of a swift boat or whatever, and you know, and like I, I fucking served my country, and so you can't you can't try and punk me out. So. Yeah, they had a problem, right? But Carl Rove is, uh, you know, a wily guy. So he fucking uh, gets these uh, guys. He starts his organization where gets these guys to start the organization called Swift Boat Veterans for Truth. And now <laughs> I think in actuality, none of them served with Kerry. None of them knew <laughs> Kerry. I'm not sure if they were in the military, but their story was that they served with Kerry and his story. He had a story about like saving someone off a Swift Boat. And, yeah. like, and like jumping on a grenade. I or think something. one of them's on Infowars all the time. Now. I forget. <laughs> And they just fucking and they, and they just hammered him. They fucking went out there. None of it was true. Right. And they fucking get like, oh, we saw him. He ran away. He actually threw a grenade at the soldiers. <laughs> Some shit. He was there working for Charlie. Yeah. He was there working. Yeah. So they tar and tar the guy, and he loses the elect. Which right. I fell for that. Like I was in that mindset of like falling for that when I was younger. Yeah. Because liberals are so annoying as people. Right. That they they turn you off on a level where even if they're right, right, you're reluctant. Well, it's the whole thing of like George W. Bush is a moron. Like he wasn't a, a, a bright right. guy, right? Like objectively, but like it's just never, it's never. There's never any nuance to it. It's there's never like, any nuance. Like you really think this guy is a complete imbecile? No, he's like and a, and, he's and not, the the idea is that the people that were saying that were never people that that I looked at it like it was always right. like oh okay some guy at the deli some guy is fucking making yeah. sandwich well, whatever what a fucking idiot well no they liked Bush but right. it, was, it was it was always some other some public school teacher where it's right. like oh great okay thank you what do you do hand out folders <laughs> um but it it's a time now where you know when you look at the FC News and we've had a lot of first of all I think it's kind of hilarious and let, let's even though I like these guys I love that like. You know, we've had Russ Baker on the show. Right. We had Nick Bryan on the show. Why well, is Nick Bryan's name in the news? Yeah. Well, now, yeah. Did he break this story? Or no, he bro- okay. no, but this is my point. Okay. <laughs> this is my point. Okay. <laughs> These two guys that we've had on this fucking sure. show act like nothing can ever get to the level of whatever. And then this Julie K. Brown at the Miami Herald breaks this thing wide open. Right. Where are these two? Right. Where are the, you know, now Nick Bryant was on the story a long time ago. That's great. Right. And he probably got discussed. And now there is this moment in the media and Baker well, even talked about he it. He had Epstein's black book. Yeah. And he leaked it to Gawker. Okay. But this is before or after this whole thing? Before. Okay. Years ago. Okay. Uh, Baker talked about this once. He goes, there's a moment in every story when it's okay. And then all the media, like the dam breaks and the media is allowed to go after it. And now we're in that right. moment, you know, and they, it's just kind of hilarious now. They're, they're like all these you know, business insiders like, is the, what is this temple on his island? And is this door meant to keep people in? And if it's not, it's just painted that way. But like, I love, like, it's hilarious. Like, we have an ex-president, Bill Clinton, being like, I was never on the pedophile island. Well, it reminds me of the whole thing with the, when we started getting into this whole child, yeah. thing, not getting into, you know, researching it. Yeah. And like, 
they put the fucking the the the, the goat head on. Right. It's like, it's like you're fucking kids. Isn't that enough? Right. And these people like and like, but people get like wrapped up in the in the Satanism of it. No, he's fucking kids. Right. Doesn't matter if there's a temple on the fucking yeah, right. island. Who, who gives a shit? <laughs> oh, is he fucking? Is he chanting while he's stuffing his fucking dick into an eight year old's ass? What I I think what it is is there's a uh, an element of it that when you start to include that other stuff for whatever reason is so like it's so it's such a paradigm shift right that it starts to break down any well they could cope with Hasker for instance like Dennis Hasker was speaker of the house right or majority leader speaker Speaker of the house and he was a convicted pedophile he might be still in jail I'm not sure yeah uh, and like no one did not, but like, but the idea that there is like an underground, uh, like you know, society or like a, right. sec- a secret, you know, uh, like a skull and bones of pedophiles. Well, it captivates the, the idea the that you know, and this has been said. I forget whose quote this was. That you know, the ruling class is you know, it's like they're into things that are you know worse. Than if if the I think somebody reviewing Nick Bryan's book said, if this stuff is true, right. it's that certain members of the ruling class are into stuff that's worse than you know Caligula's dream, like right. really depraved stuff. And I think. You know, when you get into that stuff, whether it's MK Ultra, whether it's mind control, whether it's ritual abuse, when you start to read about that stuff, it's so fucking, it's like opening a door into literal hell. Right. And then you go, oh, none of this can be true. And then you start realizing, oh, no, a lot, like, oh, yeah. enough of it is true. Well, here's the thing. I like boats. I like nice shrimp. Yeah. But that being said, you look at how hard, I mean, some of them inherit, inherit the money, but like rich people, a lot of times, like, go you know, work their ass off and then do, like, devote their lives to this collection of resources. It can't all be for shrimp. Right. You know? Right. Like, there's a reason some of these people are fucking making these. Uh, yeah. I, one of my favorite things you've ever said was, do you think we're not successful because we're not pedophiles? Right. That was, the, that was, that was maybe the, one of the greatest things you've ever said on the show. Thank you. you were like, you were like, maybe this is why things aren't working out for us. Right. Um, it, it's got, look, I, I would, I wouldn't trade places with the pedophile. Yeah. But it's got to give you a drive. Sure. But do you think they go down here? Does Clinton go down? No. No. I think uh I think Epstein You know they're pinning this on a low level senator. You know somebody, some congressman, and it's gonna be like from a state that you some irrelevant guy who felt up somebody, probably didn't even come, is going down. (laughs) Right. Somebody the guy holding the camera. Yeah, the guy he didn't even make it to the island. Right. He prematurely ejaculated on a on a on the boat or on a raft over. <laughs> he was bringing over like a a seventeen year old. Like what? What are you doing with that? Like, yeah. he's like the fucking yutz. Yeah, he, he's but, going uh, down. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I think because uh, look, if, if if it is if it is Trump and fucking uh, Clinton fucking children on an island. Yeah. Then if, that, if that's really what happened, where like it's like look, it's very it's, it's possible Clinton was just fucking whores on the island or never. I mean, no. All right, fair enough. But my point is, <laughs> but I'm saying if it was here's here's a, here, here's here's a great point. Yeah, Clinton could fuck whores anywhere. Like there is this. Yeah, but this. Well, there. I no, mean, fair enough. No, there is this idea. Listen. No, fair enough. Fair right. enough. My point is, if that's what's going on, you don't think Epstein knows he's going to get fucking whacked. Yeah, I'm thinking they can't get there. So Epstein's in a very secure jail that I actually we went and stood outside of it because we were going to film a scene outside of it when I was right. dressed up like that girl and I was grinding on his front door. Um, All right, then then what? Do he spend the rest of his life in the fuck in the, in the hole? 
because he can't go anywhere. He doesn't want that. So he's going to fucking play ball to a certain extent. He's not going to flip on that kind of shit. Right. Like what? So he can get off and then what? Well, like what's what's going to happen? I mean, I, I would be what Ghislaine Maxwell, who's his partner. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what she knows. Probably a lot. Right. She was kind of recruiting these girls. Lane Bryant, She's Lane Bryant. Yeah. She. I don't think. No, it's not Lane Bryant. This Lane Bryant's a William. fat woman's guy. No, don't just, they own a uh, Victoria's Secret? They own. No, that's Les Wexner, who oh, gave okay. Epstein all his money. Okay. And 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 Epstein's hedge funds probably just Lex Wexner's money and a, a slush fund and whatever. I said it was probably washing dark money, and then you were like, "Yeah, but they have that kind of money. They don't really need human trafficking money." And I'm like, "Yeah, but why leave it on the table?" Fair you know what I mean? You think yeah. you're gonna say no? It's big money, you know? Sure. Um, I, I think, and it's so funny, like. Acosta literally has been quoted as saying, I was told Epstein belonged to intelligence. Not to worry about, not yeah. to push the, pro- you know. Who's Acosta again? He was the Secretary of Labor. He's the one that cut Epstein that sweetheart Oh, that deal. guy. Yeah, 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 totally, yeah. yeah. But it's so funny how he goes, yeah, he belonged to intelligence. And it's like, when will you people right. kind of wake up here? <laughs> when, what, what would do it? So your defense is like, I thought he was fucking these kids. We're letting people fuck these kids so we could find out secrets about Cuba. We, like, what the, like, what the, I thought he belonged to intelligence. It's like, well, then what? Well, then why isn't that a problem? Right. What's the deal? I mean, look, the CIA is definitely, you know, we, we've talked about this countless hours. Yeah. But I mean, look, I mean, he probably was. Look, you, you, think, you think that he would have been caught decades ago if it wasn't for, like, if do you think that people are protecting him because I, listen, he's I, flipping information I think to technology them? Technology is, 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 the internet, things like that have made it, have made it more difficult. I think victims are now able to find each other. Right. They're able to corroborate. You know, people are, people are empowered now in ways that they would not have been years ago. Right. But if he has that, right? Like, we know the CIA and these intelligence agencies. Yeah, but they'll hang people out to dry. Of course they, they hang will. their people out. Of try. course they will. But he, my point is, we know they engage in their own sexual blackmail. Yeah. So if they got this guy who is running a network to like some of the most powerful people in the world. Yeah. yeah they're going to tap into that and go, hey, we, we want a piece. We want something. We yeah. want this. Guy. And they're going to keep him in, in the game. Of course. So, you know. And what's interesting is that, you know, the FBI, and there are good people in some of these organizations. And I mean, good in a relative sense. Good, like they're against fucking kids. Right. They're not really against, you know, throwing people in jail for no reason. Or, right. You know, I mean, so it's. Good. Let's use good in a, you know, <laughs> let's. You Lindy know. England doesn't support uh, pedophiles, but. Uh, right. <laughs> she like butt pyramids. Abu, I love the angle that that Abu Ghraib soldiers come out to condemn <laughs> Epstein. <Yeah. laughs> this is a poor. There is no way to live. This is no way to run the country. <laughs> we were doing it for the country. I mean, look, didn't uh, Seymour Hirsch have a fuck? He was saying that they were fucking kids. Seymour Hirsch said that, said that they have a videotape of uh, children being sodomized or raped by, I don't know, defense contract members of the military, yeah. somebody. And then it's and the scre- at, at Abu shrieks, Ghraib, right? Yeah, at Abu Ghraib. And there's screams and shrieks and the the military was paranoid these these tapes were gonna get out. And those tapes were, I guess, to get the parents of the kids or something to talk. I mean, have you just <laughs> what happened to like drugs? I what mean, happened to, like, the, look, in the sixties they had what was that? This Pe- is Sonia when like I'll be at a lunch and somebody's like, Well, you know, America's probably gonna fall apart. I'm like, yeah, you know. <laughs> You know, I listen, I don't want, I'm not trying to 
I'm not saying that I don't want any harm to come to you or your family, but like, man, have if any of this shit is true, we have the seeds of our destruction. Do you think it is them just being evil and trying and like, or, or is it some pedophile going, hey, I can talk. I fuck this kid. And like, you know what I mean? Like, is that going to work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me. I've done this before. Yeah, like they just hire some pedophile. He's like, listen, <laughs> you fucking people are amateurs. Here's what has to be done. <laughs> There's no other way that anyone's going to talk. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing was like the fucking, what, the monarch program where they were trying yeah. to like, like fuck kids into like disassociating. Yeah. And it's like, like how many times do you have to fuck a kid before he becomes an assassin? Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot. Power of the two men. It's horrible shit to laugh at, folks, but we're, you know, we're living in hell. I've said that before. Yeah, I don't know bad. what you want. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm out of New York. I'm glad I'm leaving New York. What, what are your feelings on New York as it is right now? I'm, I'm over it and I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Um, look, if you got money, which I don't. Yeah, it's it's, it's nice. I mean, I, I would like to go someplace where I can fucking swing an axe. Yeah. You know, to go fishing. Yeah, uh, shoot some shoot a shotgun in the air for no reason. Yeah, you know Montana maybe. Or I mean, when? Let me ask you. Yeah, is that a re? When do you think you can make that a reality? Um, Montana, I think is being co opted by the rich, so I, that's that's not going to be great. They're but buying a lot of land in Montana. Well, we but if I look, if I was willing to like live in a humid place like Louisiana, um, are you? I'm not. I, when are you going to be done with the Brooklyn thing? I mean, I work in like media stuff. So, I mean, right. if, if it's not Brooklyn, maybe it's Lower East Side. I mean, right. I don't know. I mean, I am starting to get into more like, you know, color work, which is like, you know, yeah. more lucrative. So, yeah, maybe I, I can kind of change my quality of life in a couple of years. But you're tied down. I'm tied down to like a major city. I go to LA. I go to, you know, right. Hollywood. Maybe I should. Right. Um, my but room, no. My roommate's coming in. Congratulate him. Semifinals. Well, Alan, congratulations. I heard the good news. It's it's the it's the quarterfinals, semifinals. Even that's even better. Congratulations, a thousand. If you win, what do you get? A thousand bucks. It's all happening. Thousand dollars. That's this is this is this is New this York is, is a New York is a dream factor. Let's break open the champagne. But uh, no, look, there's nothing here. I, I don't know what like there's restaurants. Like what? I, here's the thing: you go and you live in like a fucking place with a lake. You can go in a kayak. I mean, if you live on Long Island, right, you can go kayaking, you can go fishing. I mean, there's nice things there, yeah. but it's like, you know, who's going to afford that? So they have that in like Michigan, maybe. So yeah. maybe I should go live in Michigan. But like, what kind of job? I should become a trucker, maybe. I mean, that job is going to go. Everyone says that's going to yeah, go. Yeah, Andrew away. Yang's are all about like. Yeah, they're all, they're all saying. But if maybe you, I get the Andrew if Yang they showed a photo of you as one of the truckers who was losing their job, right. America would go good. Give us the robot. They yeah. would be like, you know, put AI in that vehicle right and this guy should get no universal basic income run him over with the truck what kind of money do you need to live in this city where it's not like annoying because it's definitely not what i have several hundred thousand several hundred, right because even if you have like 150 you have a nicer place no, but it's I fucking mean, you need listen you need real money and you you got listen really the new york life not to sound like a rich cunt yeah it is that finance guy life of hey, you right. have your beach house on Long Island, you have your nice apartment in Tribeca or wherever, you know, you fuck what you want, as long as they want it to, consent matters. You're, you eat the best shit, 
Because you used to have that fucking St. Mark's, that fucking Lower East Side. None of it. There's none of it. And that, but that is because the fucking city was going bankrupt, and so it's all decrepit, and so artists can come live here. And that's you know, once that ended, you know, there's just. I mean, comedy now is embarrassing. It's it's to tell someone you're a comedian. I don't do it, and and people who know I'm a comedian, they're oh, it's going great. Like, why do you think? Look, if they saw me and think, oh, you're a funny guy, fair enough, right? But it's like, oh, you're a comedian, that's great. It's like. Every third fucking person you meet in Brooklyn is a goddamn comedian. Yeah. They're all terrible. Yeah. They're all, and you know what these kids are? These are all fucking theater kids. High school yes. theater kids. Yes. Grown up. And it's just none, none of them are like even the funny person in their friend group. No, they're all theater kids. There's a real theater kid energy, which is very supportive. And comedians right. used to be kind of cutthroat. You had to get good. Yeah. It's a different kind of energy. You know, when I started, people wouldn't talk to you if you bombed at mics. It was kind of, you know, brutal. Right. Theater kid energy is like, we all love each other and we're the best. And and by the way, that's not real theater energy. That's right. theater kid energy. No, theater, yeah, yeah. Real theater is exactly what comedy was. Cutthroat, Bulimic. you gotta be good, yeah. tough, you whatever. Right. But theater kid energy, like high school theater program in your right. fucking suburbs, is what we have now. It is an ultra supportive circle jerk. And the industry is just feeding into it. Well, I don't even look. People go, oh, it's too PC. It's, it's just, not that. It's, it's not, not even that. that. It's, it's just, not even that. It's just a big nothing. It's a glorification of just losers. Yeah. Every, a lot of people you meet in the industry, you're like, you were, you were, you walked around a high school with no confidence and you shouldn't have any now. That's the problem. I mean, even the people who have some stuff, like uh, this whole thing with uh, Dina over, over the weekend. Yeah. Dina Hashem made it. Dina Hashem. She's yeah. great. And I support her. And the, the idea of threatening a comic is, is insane. Right. Uh, but these people, like this guy, this, but, look, I, I'm all cool with people going after this guy who's like this comic. Right. Who fucking went, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But this guy, like, hosts a game show on Netflix. Right. Like, this right. is what this has become. Yes. Like, hey, you're not a real comic. He knows. Right. He knows he's not. Like, you think he cares <laughs> yeah. that the fucking guys have to stand over yeah. respect? He's, yeah. this is all posts like you know collapse none of it yet yeah, none of it matters right we're we're walking around in the ruins <laughs> you know and trying to find meaning and it's just like i look at it now it's like i love making people laugh i love doing this on whatever level i can do it for whoever wants to come out and see it but the culture is disgusting it's terrible i mean like look, there's, there's some yeah on individual level there's some good people i've met and sure. like, I, don't, I don't keep up with too many of them but like as a whole, like the idea of when we go like one of these like so, so like some party at a bar for some comedian's birthday, and it's just yeah. it's just I, it's it feels gross. You know, you know, I performed at a comedy club. I won't say which one. One of our major fans, very big fan, she gave me a tour of uh, the city I was in, and oh, yeah. she brought you up. She's one of your Patreon subscribers. She's a big oh. fan of you. She thinks Lucy's very smart. And and as soon as anyone's that plugged into our lives, I'm like nervous. I'm like, what's happening? Right. But she took me to lunch. She drove me around. And, and you know, it was very funny. She goes, you know, I had never been to that club. And the club, by the way, I'm not making any specific comment about the club because this club is literally every club right. for the most part, other than like five of them. She just looked at me afterwards. She goes, it's kind of sad in there. It's kind of sad. Yeah. And and it's like it these Midwest clubs and Northeast, it's not the region, but a lot of comedy clubs, they're, they look like they're from the 80s. A guy will get up who's featuring for you in like a, 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 a cheap uh, blazer and he'll do like 80s jokes. Then he'll sit down and complain. He'll be like, these fucking YouTube guys, they're taking everything from me. <laughs> and it's like, sir, sir, sir. You know, you're, the host will be some, you know, 
chubby chick who's like, I'm thinking of moving to New York. I'm like, oh, good. How old are you? She's like 38. It's like, wow, it's it's a broken world. I mean, honestly, there's a lot of talented people out there. Way, way more talent. I mean, I'm not being yeah. bitter or anything, but it's just like there's like a handful of people who I think are actually even doing anything that's like even kind of like, you know, relevant or kind of like. Yeah. Like it matters, like like it makes any kind of like shaking the webs off of any like you yeah. have Carlin and Pryor and Kinsley. Wow, I mean they, they, they were the exceptional guys, but I mean yeah, you still have like guys like you know you're you're great and fucking uh, what's his name, uh, Doug Stanhope. My bigger oh, you know. problem. My point is yeah. just, everyone's just kind of I don't know. It, it, it's the problem is everything's so viscerally there in front of you in this society now. Like every, it's all fucking like you know chaos all the time. That it's like. I think the whole thing is we're in this era and we don't really know. We haven't made that jump yet because the gatekeepers still have a little bit of relevance, yeah. even though that's diminishing every day. Right. And by the way, I don't am not I'm not optimistic per se in a world without the gatekeepers like everyone. Right. I'll, I'll go out to dinner and somebody's like, well, now the people can decide. I'm like, go. God help us. Yeah. God help us. The people, people, the act, people, people act like comedy will just go on forever indefinitely. And it's like, Jazz was big in the 40s or whatever, right. right? Like, And then, like, it declined. In the 60s, you could see more jazz than you can now. The 70s, the 80s. But event, like now, you have a couple places you can see good jazz. Like, it's right. still around. Right. You still have comedy. But the idea that, like, basically, like, so we had the boom in the 80s, right? Yeah. And it's a trajectory. It goes up and down. But the general arc is going to be, like... Well, it's also... Listen. I hate to say it. It doesn't necessarily make me happy. But the future is really going to predominantly be digital. Yeah. The future is going to be watching things that excite you about people and then maybe going out to see them live. But the whole idea of comedians getting festivals and late night right. sets, that, that is I mean. like that, that paradigm of it. You're that is, funny people. Yeah, that is done. Yeah. That is done. Trump gets out there, says whatever the fuck he wants. He's the president. The idea that very stilted, scripted, in some cases, predictable formulaic jokes are going to, are going to be the thing. Right. No, that's why podcasts are, people are into it. That's why people are into like, I, I just, but to me, it's like, there's a real desperation and clinginess. And it's always unattractive to be somebody who's clinging right. to the past, especially when that past is like a sad Midwest comedy club where you get up there with a suit jacket and tell garbage jokes. It's like, you're not doing anything. I think part of the problem is that I guess all art could fall into this. I think comedy is the kind of thing when people like, especially like with podcasts and stuff, people listen to it and like some people just enjoy it. And then we've always talked about that. Like yeah. just enjoy something like that. That's the perfect way to be. But like so many people go, I want to do this now. And it's a self-fulfilling cycle of like, it's just every, everyone, this whole society, everyone wants it to be them. They yeah. want, they want to be the person. Yeah. And like no one. And so everyone's just doing this kind of like, you know, Look, some people are born for this. Some people are born to be fucking great. This and like, but a lot of people just aren't. They're just waylaying, like you know, some better development in their. In their I life. mean, listen, I'll tell you this: if you want to be in comedy, stay away from people that support you without a reason. Right. If you are, and this is probably goes for anything, but if you're getting a lot of support for no damn reason, yeah, you need to look at who those people are, and and you know. What's that thing you always said? Yeah. Unfunny people stick together like the, like the mafia. Unfunny people stick together like the mafia used to. <laughs> you know? 
the mafia no longer does. Those guys rat to get out of jail. Right. They all go. They go on YouTube. They start doing podcasts. I've been watching on YouTube. I'm not comedy stuff. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of uh, prison talk. Yeah, these guys fresh out of prison. Big Herc, shout yeah. out. And uh, there's one video about how uh, he he has Fat Rat on, uh, who's a guy. Uh, and like he, I don't, I don't, he wasn't a rat though, so I don't know why it's his name. But basically, that these prisons even are all are turning into all CIs and all, and all like rats. And the guard, and he, he goes this one, he gets transferred to a prison, and the guys and the guards like, hey, look, eighty percent of my guys are rats. If you fucking start try to start shit with them, you know, I ain't gonna have it. And it's just a, he's like, it's just a new reality. Yeah, it's just every everyone's a rat. Everybody's a rat. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no benefit to not being a rat. Yeah. We've we've created a society like. That is a thing. Cornell West was talking about it on Rogan where it's like, yeah, honor and character. I mean, could anything be for, could anything like, <laughs> I mean, you know, we've created an image society with the image of what people, you know, you put forward an image that may or may not be true. Right. And, and that's my thing. That's why I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm glad to get out of the culture of comedy. How long have we done? Uh, 107. Okay. We're wrapping it up. But yeah. the, the, I'm, I'm glad something about LA I like there's a culture there that I, I, I gravitate to more people seem to be individuals even though they see a lot of support yeah. people support each other um, it, there there seems to be it's lonelier there right it's different there and you feel like they'll, you'll sell each other out if you have to well I don't know about that it, but see that's the thing you would never have to there's that there's that romanticized idea of like oh if you were cutthroat you could it's not even that good point it's really not even that. Right. What it is, is it's the final leg of the trip and you'll walk it alone. You'll walk the final plank alone out there. Yeah. And if it ends, it ends. Like a lot of these fuckers in New York, everything's together. And if they, they walk in a club with nine other people, you know. So is it is most of it people who started in New York or Chicago or something? Yeah. I know, I know. Some people started there. I mean, right. Yeah. But, but is, it, is it definitely mostly like the opposite? I think there's a lot of transplants, yeah. but I, I don't know. Okay. Um, but it, 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 it seems to be, and I wasn't shitting on the Midwest. You know, it's it, listen, every comedy club, uh, older comedy club has right. the same aesthetic. Yeah. And it just feels, you know, a little past its prime. And the people that are, uh, you know, it, 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 it's like no longer like when people start bitching about, Oh, these YouTube guys. It's like, dude, some of them are more interesting and yeah. entertaining. I mean, look, I don't know what to tell you. Who was that thing? The fuck force 10 or whatever. Team 10. Team 10. I mean, look, I haven't watched their stuff, but I watch guys who like do historical, you know, medieval battle reenactments. Yeah, well, that's what great. they're doing, right? At Team 10. They do historical battle reenactments. It's the same thing. I think, they do Civil War reenactments in West Hollywood. You the point of, is my point. Thanks for fucking hurting my fucking point. <laughs> I'm doing a podcast with him soon, Logan Paul, by the way. I'm excited oh, really? about that. Yeah, but I don't want to say how and when. Okay. The point is... Are you going to be the, the dead body he finds? Listen, I would. <laughs> I would. And this is the problem. These people in there, you know, need to be that dead body. Yeah. Play your fucking position. That's a great point. Play your position. You think some of these fuckers running out here, they're like, you know, like some guy said to me in a green room recently, he goes, it's not about doing TV anymore. It's about doing the right TV. And I'm like, what, <laughs> sir? Can you stop living in the world of these cliche like thing? Like, like, sir, we're living in the ruins. <laughs> What do you not get? It's over. Bad baby is a millionaire 
the president Who's is bad a, baby. Uh, the girl who said, uh, oh, catch, catch me, me outside. outside. Okay. She's a star. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump is the president. Yeah. Jersey Shore is back for another go. And it's one of the highest rated shows. Are you really sitting here looking to try to make sense out of the climate? What's the right TV, Kimmel? I mean, <laughs> at this point, the right TV is running around with an AR-15 <laughs> because that's the only way you're going to get press. You think I should move out to LA? I mean, you would be interesting in LA. I think you should visit. You think, yeah, do you think I would thrive out there? Well, if I, of course, if I, if I transform myself, but if I didn't transform Here's what myself, you would like about it. Yeah. Here's what you would like about it, I think. Um, there's no, like, this, this community... Mm -hmm. Like there's a community of the comedy store, right? Okay, um, and 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 there's a community in certain, the, but the city of LA is so vast, yeah. so large, it's it's very hard. You 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 really have to be okay, not being able to just meet up with people immediately. You have to make plans with people. You know, you know, it, 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 I think that you might like that there's no bullshit community. Hmm. It's just kind of, it is what it is. Yeah. And there are people out, everybody's trying to do something out there. Yeah. But it just doesn't lend itself. Like New York. Yeah, I've never of the, liked the social. I mean, people, I got along with people, people liked me, but I never liked it. I never liked the. Well, there's a soul assist to LA. That, yeah. that gives New York a little bit of soul. Right. Even that community. Valid or not, there's a soulful quality to what they're trying to recreate. They're failing. Yeah. They're not creating, you know, but it's they're trying to approximate something they read about or saw in a documentary. Right. LA is really not trying to do that. <laughs> they're not trying to do that. You know, it's just, you know, pedal to the metal. Plus, they put French fries in the burritos, right? I mean, they do that in San Diego, but you can get a California burrito in LA. That sounds nice. So yeah, I, I mean, listen. When I when I moved, somebody texted me, "Welcome to hell." It was like it's the LA's hell. Yeah, it's the desert. It's yeah. hot. It's the last leg of the journey, and it's literally, you know. Right. I mean, and and I, it's time to go. It's time to uh, you know, time to make the last leg of the journey, and it's like, you know, whatever happens, happens, and uh, you know. I don't. What will you miss? What are the few things you'll actually miss? And I know, don't say your family. Uh, no, I mean, I, my last episode was called Cancel Your Family. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, uh, well, like, well, like, mostly, I'm assuming restaurants, probably. Rendazzo's. I walked around. I, I will miss restaurants. I'll miss places like Rendazzo's. But I walked around this area, Astoria, yesterday. Mm -hmm. And the amount of diversity and the amount of diverse people in different stages of pain <laughs> walking around you know there that is raw yeah and you're connected to that and you're connected to the feeling that you and these people share the, uh, to an extent this community or this experience and and there's something really interesting about that and of all the places that I've lived to but I mean I've lived in Long Island and, and a bunch of different places in the city um, this part of Queens has more of the old New York right. than really any part of Manhattan and most parts of Brooklyn, unless you really go out to like Brighton Beach or whatever. Yeah. And 
I will miss that. I mean, I bought a belt for $12 and it was just a nice belt. Where? Nice leather belt right up the block at some, you know, some guy selling shoes and belts and the shoes are in a bin and there's Did just some, bought, like, the guy take it over his body and give it to you. No, it was just a belt like that. I'll miss New, LA to get to that store. That's yeah. two blocks from my house here in LA to get to that store. It's a 30 minute Uber or, and, and the belt's 90 bucks. Like, Oh, there's okay. something about so let me ask you because like you know like we were talking before about like St. Mark's and Elroy side how yeah. it used to be Did, like and I always remember like these movies and stuff Hollywood like Sunset Bull like they had like that same kind of grimy vibe and some is that gone too in LA or is that still there I mean I don't know I think those parts of LA seem like Disney World oh there okay yeah. I mean I don't know to an extent I mean there's no more hustlers and like and 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 scammers. L.A. history is never as 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 vibrant as it was in New York. Right. I mean, even though New York is a very forward-thinking place, New York's history is so re- rich, so textured. L.A. history is movie history, which fades. That just fades. Right. But I would think you you would think like the street urchins and the predators and and the hustlers. You got a lot of people coming in all the time that be part of this Hollywood machine. So they're, they're fucking good marks, you know? Keep the machine going. I mean, the hustlers and the street urchins and the truly dishonest, contemptible, morally bankrupt people are all sitting in offices with suits. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you're just stabbing people, there's a limit to the damage you can do. <laughs> Where can people find you? You can find me. Uh, my podcast is called Comp. Uh, I also have uh, another podcast with Lucy Steiner. Our love is disgusting. Uh, they're both available anywhere uh, on iTunes or whatever the fuck you get. Anywhere stuff. you get your cast. Yeah, podcast. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ray Kump. Uh, yeah, that's great. Very good, folks. I will be, if you care, I will be at American Comedy Company in San Diego August 1st through the 3rd. August 4th, I'm going down to Charlotte Comedy Zone. Then I'm going to be at Zany's in Nashville the Star Dome in Hoover, Alabama, and Stand Up Live in Huntsville, Alabama. I'm a, it's a good run, August 5th through the 8th, 4th through the 8th, 4th through the 9th down there. And then I'll be at Good Nights in North Carolina, I believe August 22nd through the 24th, late August. Um, come see me with dates in September coming up too. I'll be at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick. I'll be uh, um, going back to the Comedy, con- I'm going to the Comedy Connection, Providence, Rhode Island, first time there. I'll be at um, going. Thanks to everyone who came out to Hilarity's Great Club in Cleveland, Ohio. That was really fun. That one doesn't, it's not as depressing. It's an old opera theater. It's beautiful. Um, but Tim J. Dillon, D-I-L-L-O-N on Instagram and Twitter. The podcast um, is, you know, gonna. we'll be back every week now. We will be on the porch, me, Devin, and Ben. Uh, this is our final episode from New York. It's going to be the final episode of Tim Dillon's Going to Hell. The name is going to change to the Tim Dillon Show. What what prompted that? Well, I've been to hell. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, we went, we did it. So, but ad, ad revenue. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I don't think ad revenue cares. I mean, that is the the benefit of all of this. Yeah. Trump being president. What are you gonna say? <laughs> I, I offended you. Um. No, it's just it's time for new. Sure. It's time for new. Um. You keep so, you keeping the sequential numbering. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, the Tim Dillon show, and it's going to be the same show, same RSS feed, same everything. Um, but I thought this was a fitting one to do. I was like, who am I going to get in? And I'm like, we should have Ray in. And uh, a lot of people should check you out. 
because you are one of those characters that are being driven out of New York. Sadly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm constantly being you know, kind of poked with sharp sticks. Yeah. Um, it's not a friendly place for someone like me, but you know, I'm no. also, uh, I lash out at people. So, you know, I, yeah. I, I'll be fine. I'll, I'll come see you in LA. I'll, I'll fucking come you out. You gotta there. come see me in I'll, LA. I'll, probably, I'll, I'll be pushing some kind of food cart, maybe. Uh, Ray is the bagel guy. If the bagel guy had enough awareness to know that yelling doesn't even help, <laughs> you know. Me and Ray are those people. We're just past the point. We just sit down and eat the bagel, right? Because we know. Look at this, look at this fucking laughing at me, scowling. Nothing good <laughs> is coming. Yeah. And even for this bagel guy. His life will be worse in six months because people are going to get sick of him real quick. He's going to get a yeah. few free drinks. He's going to get some, a few, you know, he'll go on Jim and Sam. Right. But in six months, it's not, I mean, fast forward, he's, you know, he's, he's, a, fucking, he's in a movie. He's, he's got, he's a fucking band leader on Kimmel. <laughs> <laughs> he's got maracas. I mean, I don't know. I think Long Island tragedy seems to always. No one has any real sympathy for Long Island. No, no and, and I used to wonder why. <laughs> and man, has that question been answered? Right. I've pitched a bunch of shows that have centered Long Island, and they did not get off the fucking ground. Yeah. And I've always wondered why. And I got to be honest. And we've talked about this. We'll kind of end the show by saying this. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. Of all the collections of white trash on <laughs> the planet, okay, there is no collection of them that has less charm or less redeeming qualities than Long Island. They're not folksy hill people. <laughs> They're not like duck hunter. Uh, well, what do you call them? A uh, duck dynasty. Like, yeah. you know, and they're millionaires. I'm not saying, but they're not those kind of people either that are like living off the fat of the land. Yeah, not trackers. No. What are they? I mean, how would you even describe them? Because that's, they're people who know the best place to get a grandma slice. That, like that's what they do, you know. Which fucking uh, which blockbuster has the fucking the better copy of Armageddon? I don't know. Like I, they, they, they're they're the consumer. I think of all the things that we've done on this show that that we had for two and a half years, one of them that people connected with the most, other than the you know the conspiracy stuff and all of that, which we'll have we'll 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 have archives. You can hear some of that. But what it what I think we really did was I can still get messages where it's like. You guys have just hit Long Island in the most accurate way. You've just nailed yeah. it. I th we've just really nailed it. Well, because most of the people who judge it aren't a part of the real underbelly. And we were. Yes. We like, I mean, that Pizza Hut lunch buffet. Subprime mortgages. We were eating that pizza. We were eating that pizza. Gleefully. I mean, we weren't just going, oh, this is we were saying it was gross, but we were shoving it down our fat gullet at a pace that kept up with all the other slobs there. Yeah. And we like, as a, the P, we had a certain perspective that usually, you know, it, we don't want to, when you hear some fucking guy, he's eating sushi and he's fucking got a, uh, one of those nice pocket squares. Yeah. And he's talking shit about some slob. From yeah. The, you know, the, uh, the fucking count, Tri County. No, no one wants that. You need, you, we have the inside track because we are these people. We are deep down. We're slobs. two people sitting at a bar. We're bringing your ear, pointing to everyone else at the bar going, these people are pigs. <laughs> That's really what it is. Yeah. We're whispering in your ear going, you see these people? They're fucking pigs. <laughs> TimDillaComedy.com. Goodbye.